0: Hi everyone, it's Dave Denton once again here with more Turbicle Trash. Today's edition, we have all three of us together, Chris, Zane, and Dave, all talking about the, some of the results from NXT All-In, the Royal Rumble, and what's really going on with a Chris and I are back later with more results from uh, the Royal Rumble weekend, and a major superstar looks like he might be out of here after... A Wrestlemania. More coming up on these and other stories. This is Turnbuckle Trash.
1: This is TurnbuckleTrash.net.
2: After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you into We'll turn your faces off!
1: It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Without further ado... Allow me to present the newest sensation of the entertainment world. Zane Peterson. Well, he's doing really, really well blocking those punches with his face. Dave Denton.
0: A mindless eating machine.
2: Ready, master Control? Ready, switch on.
0: This
1: is Turnbuckle Trash. I'm taking the trash
2: out. All right, it is Turnbuckle Trash, and here we go again. Zane, are you with me? Chris, is that you? Oh, my gosh. We're here together.
1: Chris, are you in North Carolina?
2: Well, we are here in Winston Salem, North Carolina, not too far away from Rick Flair's place. What's been going on with
1: everybody? So, do you got to say it like you're from there? Do you, how do you say North? Car- so if I were to say North Carolina, you would you would correct me on that, right? No, you said it just fine, North Carolina. About, I thought they call it North Carolina. Well, they can't. I
2: mean, if you like the just the American Dream, Dusty Roads, you got to say North Carolina. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's North but, Carolina, uh, there's yeah. also Nylons, there's Melfo Town, there's Nashville, Tennessee. You, yeah, you, you yeah, got to so put I... them all in there every once in a while. You know what I'm talking I about. A,
2: I hear a third voice there. Who is it? that? Oh, my gosh, the doctor. The doctor is here, but the doctor is a little ill today But oh we boy. have him here with us.
0: Yeah. The doctor the is doctor very is, ill today. So. The
1: doctor is very ill. The doctor is oh. a from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well, a doctor goes to see the doctor. You know that he's in trouble, huh? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> That's <in> not trouble. <laughs> <it>. Well, <just> goodness <laughs> gracious! It's um, it's been in a lots of excitement in professional wrestling, and we are just finishing up with the Royal Rumble. Myself, I haven't finished it yet. I did make it to the AJ Styles.
2: I have seen the the aftermaths of all the Rumble. Uh, was impressed with some of it. Wasn't impressed with all of it. Like what happened with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan with the with the return of a certain someone.
1: Uh,
2: it was. Well, it I, was I very, haven't
1: seen it yet, so so no. Spoilers, well, I, okay? I,
2: I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll just say that uh, it, it was very interesting in seeing who did what. But it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't very big surprise. Your jaw won't hit the floor. It's nobody that comes from another organization, but you'll, you'll somewhat like it, I
1: guess. You never I know.
0: suspect that this is going to be uh, like Daniel Bryan is going to held up, held up a, a family. He's going to have a faction of his own. So we won't spoil it for you who it was at this time, but be expecting to, some more people to join Daniel Bryan, who, by the way, is a proud member of PETA, which I am, too. You know, I'm a member of the People for the Eating of Tasty Animals. I, oh, I love yes. yeah, mm. did, did you guys hear the latest, what PETA did over the weekend? Oh, my yes, gosh.
2: They, they said it. that milk is racist. Yeah, it it's shows white up. White
0: supremacy. White supremacy. I said, what about white if you drink super- chocolate milk?
1: What if you drink strawberry gotcha. milk? everything's racist Dave didn't you know oh yeah I think this is even racist maybe it probably is. no
2: no no well, well that means I got it. no wait a minute. now that means I have to sue Lucky Charms because if that if that's right ra- that's racist towards me because I am Irish and I'm somewhat of a you know a leprechaun myself so I'm gonna yeah, be yeah. a millionaire can they come to get me for Lucky Charms
0: can, can I tell you guys a quick story real quick Several several years ago, and Zane, you might remember this: when the people from PETA came to Logan, Utah, and did a protest right in front of a Kentucky Fried Chicken that was here in Logan at Fourth North and I think First East, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they brought up a giant, a guy in a giant chicken suit, and they put him uh, in a sling, and then they had him on crutches, and he was going back and forth across the intersection with a sign protesting the treatment of the chickens from uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, on my radio show that morning, (laughs) I said, uh, why did the giant uh, injured chicken cross the road at 4th North and 1st East in Logan? And uh, my co-host at the time said, why? And I said, so they could become finger-licking good. And someone from PETA was listening. They were not happy with Dave, and I was happy that they weren't happy with me.
1: Uh, Chris, so you were talking about leprechauns earlier And that was quite the uh, interesting uh, Silly return of a fellow leprechaun In the women's rumble match
2: Oh my gosh, yes (laughs) He finally came back when he came out From underneath the I was happy to see Hornswoggle I was really excited I mean, finally the man You know, he was kind of worried about How he was going to survive after he had left he was released from the wwe uh i mean he had a, he had children and everything and i was glad to see i mean it was fun to watch him chase after the women i, I felt kind of jealous i figured they would pay me to do that but uh that's another story <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a good comedy bit with selena vega yes I enjoyed that
2: oh yes loved it it was good i mean the women's rumble match had a lot to offer and it was great to see but i didn't like the end of it i thought it was kind of cheesy to have the man I, I liked it. The world. He did? I right? liked
0: it a lot because the very first match of the main show was Oscar against the man Becky Lynch and when Oscar won that first match I made a note to myself and I said Becky Lynch is coming back to win the women's world rumble. And I should have put it on Facebook at the time but as bad as I'm feeling right now I didn't want to do nothing but watch the match. So
1: but now here's the question. It's who will she take on Rousey or Rousey.
2: Could... no Rousey, yeah, yep you think the man oh, yeah. yep, the man versus the real man, so I mean yeah yeah it'll it, it'll have to be no,
0: nope. here's what's gonna happen, okay, okay, take it from the guys watched wrestling longer than both of you combined, yes. So... later in the evening when Sasha Banks lost to Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey uh, beat her. And then Sasha Banks, as she's walking off, made the Four Horsewomen sign. So they're setting up something either at WrestleMania or Fastlane or something like that to have a match with the Four Horsewomen of MMA, which all four of them are in the WWE now and the four horsewomen of uh, of NXT, which are all on the main roster now. So I think that is a very good possibility for WrestleMania.
1: So I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, if you guys don't mind. Bob. Okay, sure. Talked about a few things last time on the podcast, and Dave, you you brought up the, the new promotion that is coming out, AEW, with Cody Rhodes. Um, there, there's supposed to be a lot of a lot of things coming in the pipeline for that. But one thing I wanted to talk to Chris about being a Southern man himself and, and Dave, you can share some on this too. Like let me back up a little bit. So a couple of okay. years ago we had Jeff Jarrett's new promotion. Gonna, was going to, was going to make some, some headway. I was super excited for it. I bought a t-shirt and, uh, you know, they had the invasion on impact with the Jeff Jarrett angle and they did some other things, tried to do that baseball stadium tour, but it didn't really last. It just fell flat on its face. So I want to ask Chris and Dave, what makes AEW different than any other upcoming new promotion that What makes AEW different than ROH, Impact, and any other small promotion, you know, like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or New Japan or any of these places that smaller promotions are probably doing pretty good in?
2: Go ahead. Uh, They're going to have David Arquette as their world champion. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Well, but I'm boom. Uh, No, I don't really know what's going to make AEW any different than WCW or Ring of Honor or or TNA. The only thing that I can tell you is by the mouth of Cody Rhodes, there are not going to be any writers. Um, He said there will not be any writers, so that means the wrestlers have a free range of what they want to do. But tell me this, of everybody that they have, there's not any old-timers there none whatsoever that i know of I've, I've looked at the roster there's no old timers it's all new blood i say that aew is going to give a good run for the money for the wwe and ring of honor but here's the question how long can this new car smell last
0: for my uh what my two cents worth are there's two things that i think uh they have going for them the increase in uh people's interest in other wrestling besides the wwe that has increased over the last year they have a monetary backing that is second to none but they still need that tv deal and they need to do it right as soon as it comes out of the box they don't need to have any hiccups they need to uh have very good tv programs and And advertise the heck out of it. I mean, advertise the heck out of it that uh, this is coming to either TNT, TBS, Spike TV, or Paramount, or Fox Sports. or Wherever they get this deal, they need to make it a splash the first couple weeks. But that also means they need to do
1: it right. What does that mean? What does do it right mean?
0: Good storylines good performers, decent, if not very good production value, which I know you're big on. Um, yeah. Uh, they don't need to look like um, uh, watching championship wrestling from Hollywood. I I, I I love the show. I watch it, uh, but I'll just give you guys a little hint. They were doing an interview at an event and they had a, um, a ladder match for a championship belt. With uh, Royce Isaac. And Royce Isaac works a lot with our friend, the MK Bandit. And he was going against uh, Chris Bay. And they were having a ladder match. Well, when was the last time you watched a ladder match that only had one ladder in it? And this was basically like one ladder. And at the very end, they introduced a second ladder. Uh, it could have been done better. I, I think Royce Isaac is a talent. I think he's going to be a huge star. But I think if they would have said, okay, let's go spring for a couple more ladders and get them destroyed. You know, just, you know you're going you're to waste a hundred bucks, $200, but it's going to look good on the TV. That's the production and value of that. You know, and I remember
1: back in that, um, back in the first one of the first ladder matches with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title, didn't they only have one ladder? Probably so. But what do you expect now? yeah you're right you're right yeah, yeah, yeah they
2: ought to be able to go to a lowe's home or a home depot and clean out do something I mean, come on, ladders are a little bit they're 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 not they're very expensive, but they are also very cheap too, but I mean, how many times have you watched a ladder match i mean can- how many times have you watched the ladder match mm-hmm. i
1: mean mm-hmm.
2: I mean heck they even have a tables, ladders, and chair match without tables ladders, and chairs
1: <laughs> so i mean come so on, now. along with. With AEW, I, uh, I'm just reading some stuff online. It says that, um, I'm going to read this to you guys and see if it makes sense of it. It says, while wrestling fans were recovering from last night's WWE Royal Rumble, eight, all, all Elite Wrestling's biggest signee Chris Jericho was adding his commentary with some intriguing statements on Twitter. It was in regards to his new company's interest in some of the talents on North America's top three promotions. I Meaning that AEW is only interested in six to eight of their talents total. So I I'm wondering with that statement, you know, I think everybody's thinking, oh my gosh, they're gonna pull from all this talent from the WWE, all these people's contracts that are ending. So where would they be doing the recruiting out of, Chris and Dave?
0: Well, uh, if you look at the the roster, a lot of that roster right now uh, that they have came from ROH, um, and there's yep. also been talk about sharing talent with Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know if they can um, get a lot of talent from the WWE unless the WWE releases them. Um, I one. Which one?
2: Uh, well, rumor has it, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that's a rumor. Yeah. Believe, rumor it, believe it when
0: it's announced.
2: Yes, that's true. That is true.
0: Yeah. Uh, the former Neville uh, is mm-hmm. going to be wrestling with them. I think there's plenty of talent out there. And if Cody Rhodes is right, they're not going to use a, a, a riding staff and that the wrestlers are going to meet together and come up with a plan. Hey, that's fine, but you can't let egos be involved. And that's a real issue for all elite wrestling and and zane by the way did you know this mgm grand may 25th all elite double or nothing in vegas in vegas baby i'm
1: going dude i don't
0: know if i can what happens in vegas stays
1: in vegas i think i'm gonna try to go dude i think i really am gonna try to go i'm gonna see if i can find dr dave a way to get his butt down here and go with me
0: yeah who knows who knows so who knows but yeah, I think it's sure. going to be all interesting to see what they're going to be doing with uh, the all-in promotion, but that TV deal is going to be so important and then writing a cohesive, good storyline, and I do think they need to go a little bit more harder edge. I mean, uh, you got to find a niche. I mean, that's the thing. The The families, the, the WWE universe is going a lot for the kids, and you can do some of that, but you're not going to be able to uh, go against the the new day and, and things like that, but you can have a comedy actor too. Uh, but you're going to have to think about this and be very cohesive and also very well thought out. And uh, I would say right now, checking the egos at the door will be very, very important.
2: Ego part. You are correct about that. It's going to be kind of hard because there are wrestlers that only want to be, this is my show, not your show. And Chris, uh, I mean, Jericho's not one of those te- people that are going to do that. He's going to let the, the younger talent, you know, do what they've got to do and get them over. But like you he said, he's going to be the face that runs the place. Uh, no, no pun intended to uh, AJ Styles, but, I mean, that was a quote from Chris Jericho that he will be the face that runs AEW. Uh, how that's going to happen, I don't know. Maybe he's got some magic potion in the back of his jacket. he is still doing New Japan Pro Wrestling. So let's see what Chris
1: Jericho can do with AEW, too. Well, the guy's a veteran, and and the guy's got a lot of years under his belt. (laughs) And so, you know, if it's somebody that knows the business, I'd imagine it'd be Chris Jericho. But, Dave, I see um, the Double or Nothing ticket announcement party will be February 7th. At the MGM Grand Hotel. Mm -hmm. So they're going to announce when tickets will go on sale and things like that. So we'll look forward to February 7th.
2: Anybody want to bet on how fast the tickets go for or how fast the tickets sell
0: out? We're talking less than 30 minutes again. I don't know how big that arena is, but it's fairly large. They've had some uh, good events at the MGM uh, arena. So that's going to be interesting (laughs) to see.
1: Well, what else you got for us, Chris?
2: Well, you wanted to talk about a certain individual that was supposed to make his Royal Rumble debut, but uh, never did because of his anxiety,
1: Lars Sullivan. Yeah, so I guess there—he was supposed to make his main roster debut. They were going to wrestle a dark match on Raw a week or two ago. They said he left the arena because of an anxiety attack, um, but I kind of—I haven't heard much more after that. I
2: haven't heard a word from Lars Sullivan. Don't know where. I haven't. Uh, from what I understand, he made a statement that he apologized to the WWE Universe for having these uh, panic attacks. Uh, he don't know what's going on. I say get you a bib and a bottle and have someone rock you to sleep. <laughs> if you can't handle this, I understand you've got anxiety. Okay, fine. I have hair follicles that fall out. You can still get in that ring and still go at it. Maybe Make that a storyline. Can yeah. that be a storyline? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he's he he he's got anxiety. I mean, don't make him a joke. But this no. is supposed mm-hmm. to be the next big thing. Yeah, he's the next big thing. All right, out the door.
0: Well, uh, speaking so, yeah. as someone who has uh, not necessarily performed, but I have uh, emceed several events in front of uh, as much as ten to fifteen thousand people before mm-hmm. concerts. Uh, people like Garth Brooks, The Beach Boys, Three Dog Night, mm. uh, REO Speedwagon, mm. Sticks, things like that. It it is nerve wracking to know that all mm-hmm. these people are going to be looking at you, and they don't want you. You don't want to make a fool of yourself. But you know he's done this enough in NXT, and you know I hope that he gets some help. I want him to get some help because I love Lars Sullivan. That match last year at NXT TakeOver New Orleans, that latter match he was part of with uh, the, um, the North American title at stake was the match of the year to me, and he was a big, integral part of it. So if he needs to go to a sports psychologist, he needs to go because he is a talent that uh, doesn't need to go to waste.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. So another question is, uh, so John Cena seems to be um, – Going by the way of the uh, the part-time role, that remember when he made fun of The Rock so much in his WrestleMania 30 deal, and uh, told him how The Rock went to, to a part-time role, and Cena's following suit. So, why do you guys? What's going on with Cena? Where's he? What's he gonna do? And and uh and what's with that hair? Oh.
0: <laughs> Looks like John Bradsall Lakefield, doesn't he?
1: No, it oh.
2: kind of looks like Ernest P. World to me. You just need someone to say, hey, Vern. Yeah. You know it, Vern? No, no I, I don't know what the heck's wrong with John Cena. I don't really care about it. We can't see him anyway, so what does it matter? I mean, he's mm-hmm. never there anymore.
0: Here's the deal. It goes back to Lars Sullivan with, with this one. Uh, Lars was supposed to attack John, and that was going to take John out of the Royal Rumble because John is filming a movie right now. However, Zane, you had a really good point about when John uh, was um, so derogative uh, of The Rock uh, several years ago when they did that great bit going up to WrestleMania. And John was speaking from the heart at the time, but with all his acting roles now, and he's decided to kind of uh, pull back a little bit, you know, he got in touch with Wayne and apologized. He said that on the Today Show. He said he, he put it up to being... Uh, young and stupid, and uh, he did apologize to The Rock for uh, doing that to him in a shoot.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that lovely? Hmm. Break out the violins. <laughs> <laughs> that just My heart bleeds for you, the man that, that movies go straight to DVD. Thank you. <laughs> so, Except for Bumblebee. I mean, I never got to see it, but at least they're trying to bring back the old transformers instead of this new crap that they're trying to push down people's throats like they do with uh, other, you know, with like the with like other people in the WWE. But John Cena, it's time for you to go. You're never gonna win another championship. Yes, you got hurt, but no, you're doing a movie, so you're a hypocrite. Thank you very much. I'll step aside. <laughs> oh, harsh, here. harsh words from Chris. Uh, I'm, well, I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. You're a hypocrite. Step to the side. Uh, Thank you,
1: Zane. Uh, Zane,
0: remember uh, this: you can't, you cannot buy John Cena's shoes.
2: That's true. I
1: can. Well, especially now that Kmart's pretty much out of business, I don't know <laughs> where I'll find them anywhere. Exclusive, exclusive John Cena's shoes, just like yes. his WWE career are disappearing yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) faster than ink could be yeah
2: so faster than a faster than a democrat at the wall oh did i
1: say that i'm sorry 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 (laughs) so darn go ahead um so it seems to be that there's there's a lot of stir too on um uh like I just was seeing that Shane, I'm sorry, Chris Cyborg was spotted at the WWE Performance Center. Um, some of these gals in the Rumble were former USC people. Uh, what's going on? Why, Dave, you would be a, probably a good one to ask this question too, is why does the WWE and stuff seem to be recruiting from uh, – UFC and MMA instead of recruiting from independents? What's the difference? Why you you think that they would want to uh, recruit somebody that's been in the business a long time instead of somebody that they're going to have to spend a bunch of time on in the performance center?
0: Well, a lot of it has to do with, uh, with athleticism. And uh, these people are already athletes. They know some of the moves, especially the ones that – no judo and throws and things like that, um, and then yep. you got to look at the uh, uh, what happened to Royal Rumble. Yes, there was a lot of NXT talent there, including one Casey Cotton Jarrow. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was uh, on a, a American Ninja Warrior American for Ninja years. Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she did a fine job. So I don't think it's that and, they're not going for others. It's just that it appears that they are.
1: That girl that debuted as number one, I can't remember what her name is. Um, she was a former MMA person as well. You know, I was amazed to see, did you see her sizing up Charlotte Flair? Oh, yeah. I mean, that could, be, that could be some serious competition for Charlotte because they were both about the same height and the same build and the same attitude. Yeah, it's you know, Lacey like, Evans is her like, name. Yeah, Lacey Evans. She, whoa, she, she was sizing up Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte Flair big time, man. I thought that was awesome. Hmm. Good to see this younger talent getting in there and doing stuff. But, you know, my thoughts, Dave, go to I oftentimes wonder I've uh, now if anybody out there is listening, this is not meant to be offensive or anything like that. I've heard just that sometimes on the independence, they can pick up bad habits. And things like that and then so they come to the wwe and they have a certain way of doing things and it's hard to adjust to that way
0: i w- i would totally agree totally agree that uh, they have to adjust to uh, the way that uh, they are trained because they do pick up bad habits you know in the independents they don't have these former great but uh, competitors uh, as trainers they don't have these people that have worked uh for years learning the moves and uh, and you, you guys know as much as I do that it can be a dangerous uh, occupation in there, and they're trying to uh, get away from people that might have those bad habits that we don't see.
1: So, do you see it as an advantage then to find somebody with the like that has been an American Ninja Warrior and MMA and things that you know, are that they still have the athleticism, but they can take them to the WWE Performance Center and say, you know, this is the way we're going to do it you know, and not turn them loose on the independents.
0: Um, I have no problem with very smart idea on their part, but they still keep their eyes out on the, the independents. I mean, they've, they've gotten some big names over in, uh, in Europe, like Walter, man, that guy is a beast. He was on NXT takeover, uh, in England. And, uh, then, uh, they had some others that have, uh, come over from Europe now, uh, will they at, will they be building more NXTs around the world? You bet they will. I've already heard about a possible NXT Germany. I wouldn't be surprised if they did an NXT Japan to try to take a little away yeah. from New Japan.
1: You know, did you notice, Chris, uh, I don't know if you noticed this in the women's Rumble match, how many of the competitors, I'll bet you there was a good solid, I know of at least three that they said were from Australia. Um so why do you think that they're recruiting from overseas a lot more? Well, the reason that they're
2: recruiting overseas more is because wrestling is still real to people overseas than it is here in the United States uh, they've got more independent wrestling organizations across the, across seas than we do. Well I mean, we've got them here. I mean they've got schools over there that they really, really do a heck of a job i mean i've never seen anybody in australia yet but uh from what i can tell from the rumble last night these girls they know how to jump like a jackrabbit and also jump like a kangaroo but hey if if that's how you're going to get your it's best to go out and search for new talent than be in the united states okay let's say this zane let's say that triple h was to come up to you wouldn't you I'm gonna give you 1.2 million dollars to go into that ring and act like an idiot. you want to do it
1: yeah, absolutely <laughs> okay then
2: <laughs> you want to get let's, and your first match is with the undertaker <laughs> uh-huh. <Go ahead.
1: laughs> and your first matches with the undertaker so what would be no. so what would be what would be more painful uh, the tombstone or sitting there waiting for the entrance to get over. <laughs>
2: I'd rather have Hell's Gate than watch him come in there. I mean, uh. at least <laughs> Just think if Finn Bálor and The Undertaker were to do something at WrestleMania together. Hmm, the Demon King and his entrance, you can make 3 sandwiches and have a
1: shower by the time they get to the ring. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. There, I had to get that fun in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, babe, I want to talk to you about that. Then, what uh, we got? Chris's take on why there. What? What are you? What are your thoughts on going, especially Europe? Why you're up in Australia and and some of these places?
0: Money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. There, uh, the WWE is an international. Uh, conglomeration where all elite might be roh does some shows in canada and in uh in england but uh, championship wrestling from hollywood they did do a show in china last year really? but yeah they did they were the first professional wrestling act to do a show broadcast uh from china the, the entire card was in china so it all has to do with trying to have that international flair, that international, um, uh, that international uh, publicity that they that they need to be an international company. I mean, even Pete Dunne when he comes out, you know, he he has a great look, but he basically focuses on the NXT in Great Britain. Uh, Walter, when you get to see this dude, oh my word, he is a beast. So Saying I think we're not what talking
2: about Walter from Jeff Dunham either. No, <laughs>
0: this guy is. I was watching a match with uh, Will Osprey with Walter once, and I went, "How in the world is he keeping up with Will Osprey in some of these moves?" And he was move for move.
1: At, on NXT, but boy, I'll tell you what—if if NXT Takeover keeps going the way that it goes, oh, why even bother with? while i finish finishing the rumble. I, know, I hear that's you, Bubba. But so um, the first match was the War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. And <laughs> Hanson and Roe, two big dudes, especially Hanson. I mean, that guy is a big dude with that big old burly beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have never seen a guy move like that that is that big. Unreal.
0: Yeah. And he, he did that he did that uh backflip into the ropes where he came off and did a cutter on uh one of the people from it was unreal. I mean this guy is like three twenty five, three fifty and he did he's he's moving like a, a cruiserweight.
1: And that cartwheel, those cartwheels, mm-hmm. aren't they just hilarious? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so awesome. <laughs> now, I want you to think of one thing. All
0: four, all four of those wrestlers came from ROH. Wow. All four.
2: Mm-hmm. All of them.
0: Now, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, you said you were going to ask me a question about NXT TakeOver. And what is that question you want to ask? Okay.
2: Why is that NXT Puts out a better wrestling card, a better wrestling promotion than WWE Raw and SmackDown. What is your What is your answer,
0: Zane? Do you have an opinion on this?
1: Triple H is the one that has most of creative control over uh, NXT, and I think that, as well as Oh, that's one reason, but I think another reason is these guys are new and upcomers. You know, maybe not all of them. You know, there's guys that are in NXT that are veterans. You know, guys like Hanson and Rowe that have been in ROH for years, and and there's a lot of people that come to the NXT roster that should be on the main roster. You know, when Rhino was in NXT and things like that, they're hungry, man. They want to They want people to see them they want to get noticed to get those likes on twitter to get those followers on instagram and to to get to the main roster i mean let's face it what is the goal for nxt it's to groom them for the main roster it's Mm -hmm. like you're here and you're either going to work your butt off and prove yourself that we can get you on the main roster or you're gone you're cut we're not going to waste our time with you And so I'm wondering if some of that has to do with it. If these guys are like, hey, you know what? If we go out and give it 110% and put on one hell of a show, then we're going to get to the main roster. Okay. That's what I wonder.
0: Okay, here's here's Dave's thought. NXT TakeOver is four times a year. How many pay-per-views do they have on the WWE Network for SmackDown and Raw, there's another one coming up February the 17th. This weekend NXT is having a special. Oh, this is pretty cool, but guys, by the way, during halftime of the Super Bowl, NXT is going to have a six-man tag uh, that's going to feature the Undisputed Era, uh, and also it's going to have uh, Tamanta Champa and uh, see Adam Cole, Tamanta Champa, and uh, Johnny Gargano going against Ricochet. And uh, you're going to be uh, taking on Aleister Black. And I can't remember the other one. Uh, but anyway, there's going to be... Uh, that's that, They're going to put that during halftime on the network so you don't have to watch whatever crappy musical act they have during the Super Bowl halftime uh, performance.
1: What a clutter
0: idea. Yeah. It is, and you know who did that the first time? Tell me. In Living Color on Fox TV. Oh. They had a special Men on Football. Uh, And it was absolutely hilarious. And it was live, and it was, (laughs) I laughed my head off, but it was dirty. But that's going to be coming up at halftime on Sunday. But you think about how they have to set up this pay-per-view, and NXT takes longer for the setup, and the payoff is probably, uh, the payoff is probably better for the fans than them only having three to four weeks to set up a storyline with uh, the next uh, victim of uh, Brock Lesnar who who gives you know <laughs> who gives a you know what about Brock Lesnar? I'm so tired of yeah. him. so but that that to me is part of the reason why NXT is putting out such better product because they have more time to set up the stories.
2: Well, you just answered it for me. I mean that's perfectly said. I, I can't disagree with that whatsoever. I mean, yeah, that you're you're right. I,
0: I'm just I'm just that good.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we we need to start calling Dr. Dave the King. He's now the king. Jerry Lawler. Now we have the king of Dr. Dave. That's right, baby. King yeah. Dr.
1: Dave. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, quickly, guys. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, David Arquette. He's been mm. making news. He's back into professional wrestling. And TMZ. What? And it's I I, I don't like TMZ. Don't get me wrong. I just think. Ugh, they just drive me crazy. They talked to Patricia Arquette, his sister, at Sundance, which is here in Utah, and she says she is scared every. T- she won't watch David in the ring, but she pour- supports him 100%. I'm going, oh, if you ever watched him, no, he's he's really bad. So,
1: yeah, you know, you'd have
2: a better match with a broomstick than you would David Arquette.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Even a blow-up doll would probably be better in the ring. They're talking about a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion.
2: You <laughs> yeah. guys need to go easy. Yeah. I'm a former, uh, you know, sushi eating champion too, but uh, you don't hear me bragging about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. No.
0: Back to NXT Takeover. Uh, I I texted you about this. Uh, there there was a holy bleep moment. In NXT TakeOver in the women's uh, division for the title with Shayna Baszler uh, against Bianca Belair. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Bianca uh, Zane? I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I've seen Shayna. Yeah, she has this really long, long ponytail that. Oh, she, oh
1: yeah. She's yeah. the one that whips her hair all around and uh-huh.
0: stuff. And she uh-huh. used that as a sure. weapon. She threw it. And whipped it right into Shayna Baszler and cut her stomach open.
2: Holy bleep! (laughs) Yep.
0: It wasn't real deep. So that was our first holy bleep moment. And then I thought there was a holy bleep moment in uh, the tag team title match for SmackDown titles. With uh, Shayna O'Mac and The Miz against The Bar. When uh, it was uh, Cesaro... Catching Shane McMahon in midair and going into the C- Cesaro swing—I bet he went 15, 16 times.
2: It <laughs> was awesome. Holy bleep! Yeah, but that that match shouldn't have happened. That we all knew what was going to happen with that.
1: Come oh, on, dude, I thought it was a great match. I it that was Star Press. Dude, yes. and the fans, dude. Whatever you want to say, dude. The fans eat Shane O'Mac up. They yeah, they do. The guy, the guy could, the guy could go out there and wrestle blindfolded, and he would get. I mean, they love him. That here comes the money hits, and he comes out and does that little dance. Dude, the place goes crazy, absolutely yeah, but, crazy.
2: But the but the one million dollar question is, how many t- more times can he do a coast to coast?
1: How many? How
2: yeah. much more can that body take,
1: dude? The guy's in good shape, you know. And he keeps himself in good shape, and he that shooting star press, dude, that was so awesome.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Hulk Hogan was in good shape too, but look what happened to him after all the years of, of landing on his butt.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> but, well, you I mean, know, I guess the thing the thing that Shane's got going for him is, I guess he's got enough money that he could probably pay for uh, his consciousness to be transferred into another <laughs> McMahon's clone he's got somewhere <laughs> so, uh, well that's a good one I never thought about that wow <laughs> we can rebuild him we have the technology <laughs> Dave, and Dave probably would get a kick out of this they probably have a Lazarus pit behind WWE headquarters they
0: probably do <laughs> Vince,
1: goes and, Vince goes and bathes in every night to, to oh baby. now I've got that
2: image in my head now oh my <laughs> god <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Thanks, Zane. Appreciate that. Dang. Ah.
1: <laughs> hey, dude, everybody says WWE is fake, so we might as well make it comic book worthy, right, Dave? Uh huh. Wonderful. Uh huh. <laughs> so, but, well, you guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. And yep, I just love getting Chris on the horn. I never get to talk to Chris as much as Dave does, so. It's always great to talk to Chris and it's, of course, even better than me, Dave.
0: And Zane, later this week or maybe this weekend we're going to have another special edition of Turnbuckle Trash where we're going to actually talk to a performer, a promoter, and more. Who is Who are we going to talk to?
1: Um, uh, Dave, this week we have a special guest for the show. Um, he is from Utah. Uh, he's been Really, really, uh, really awesome to work with this week. My goodness, it's been so nice. Um, He is the, he's real, getting a lot more, a lot more heat, I guess you'd say, a lot more, his name out there on the independent circuit a lot more. Uh, He's done stuff with uh, uh, Future of Honor, which I guess is ROH. They Mm -hmm. they have some stuff where they have some, uh, I don't know, lesser known, people
0: yeah the future of honor is is a a separate promotion uh with roh yeah
1: yeah he's done some stuff with future of honor done some stuff with impact um yeah done some stuff with fsw out of out of las vegas and and uh uh, he's now uh opened his own own promotion in salt lake called devotion championship wrestling cool uh his
0: name is Manny Lemons. Manny Lemons, yeah. He likes
1: lemons, Manny gives you lemonade.
0: <laughs> and he has performed quite often on the Impact stage. So, this is something that people are around uh, the world have, uh, might have uh, been able to see him. I saw him when he was with uh, American uh, uh, Championship Wrestling from uh, Hollywood a couple of times, and the guy can go. He's a talent.
1: Yeah, he's good, and and uh, he's local from Utah, and he uh, he's really really excited about his new promotion. And I had no idea that he was involved with. We talked about the new promotion in in Utah last time on our podcast, yeah. and I had no idea he was involved with it. I just I saw that um, we've seen him at UCW Zero a time or two, uh-huh. and uh, MK Band that speaks very very highly of him, and. Uh, Uh, they've done a lot of stuff together in various promotions, so it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited to talk to Manny. Mm -hmm.
0: And we'll do that uh, later this week, right? Absolutely. Chris and I will be right back with more Turnbuckle Trash. We're going to talk about the Lunatic Fringe. Will he be around after WrestleMania? Might not be. It's next, Turnbuckle Trash.
1: Turnbuckle Trash fans, you can stay in the ring with us by following us on Facebook and clicking that like button on our Facebook page, Turnbuckle Trash, or you can follow us on Twitter, at Turnbuckle Trash. And in case you got any comments, suggestions, or questions, you can email us at WPFpod at gmail.com. Again, that's WPFpod at gmail.com.
0: Hi, everyone. Once again, it's Dave Denton. We're uh, talking to Chris Evans without Zane Olmack because he didn't want to hear any spoilers when we recorded uh, the other section. But we want to spoil him rotten right now. So, Zane, if you're listening, you can turn it off for a while because we're going to have spoilers.
2: (laughs) Yes, it was a heck of a... NXT did a better job than they did with the Royal Rumble. I believe NXT is really just taking off like wildfire. I was m- most impressed with NXT. I mean, they've got some great people, and hopefully they can keep up the good work, and maybe somebody can finally get up to the main roster that finally deserves it They can actually do something.
0: Well, they started off with their kickoff show, and they gave their awards for the past year. and It was only an hour long. And to be honest with you, I had no desire to to watch it, so no, I didn't.
2: <laughs> no, neither did I. I don't really care about their awards. Yes, well, Let's
0: talk a little bit about NXT TakeOver in Phoenix. Wow, what a show. It was incredibly good, wasn't it?
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you wanted to see professional wrestling at its finest, uh, NXT took over. They they had storylines. They had time to produce it. They know what they were doing. The stories were good. The wrestling was excellent. And it didn't have anything to do with Brock Lesnar or it didn't have anything to do with 17 F5s or or any storyline like that. I mean, come on. It was good. It was good. It was
0: really, really good. They started things off in NXT TakeOver in Phoenix with uh, the War Raiders uh, taking on the Undisputed Era. Hanson and Rowe against Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Though I always like to point out on that that all four former ROH regulars...
2: Yes, I know. But the War Raiders are so agile being that big, big, tough, burly guys. And these guys can move like they're cruiserweights. And it was a well-deserved match and well-deserved titles to be changed over. I mean, they deserved it. I mean, I, I've never seen two people with the girth that those two have, and they can still move like that. Yeah. And it's a, it's absolutely amazing. It's yeah, absolutely they amazing. they
0: are really, really good. And uh, the War Raiders uh, did win the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, it was a very physical match. Uh you know, I'm always surprised by Kyle O'Reilly. You look at him and you just don't think much enough. And you, you know, the look, it's just not there, you know, but boy, when he gets in the ring,
2: man, he can tear it up. Yes, he can. I mean, other than that, I mean, his promos aren't the greatest in the world, but, uh, when he gets into that ring, it's, it's like he, he jumps into a phone booth and becomes Superman real quick. Uh, the man's just, he's got it going on. He knows what he's doing. He should be called up to the main roster soon. Or they both should be called up to the main roster soon. I mean, they need some more tag team divisions than Raw but or SmackDown. But let's see what happens. Hopefully they'll stay with NXT for a little bit longer because that's what's really bringing in the money is those tag teams. So,
0: I, I, I am a big tag team wrestling fan. I've always have been from the days of the fabulous Jackie Fargo and rough house Fargo to the fabulous ones, uh, mm-hmm. to the sheep herders to, I mean, just, uh, uh, all the way back. I mean, I even enjoyed, uh, some of the WW, I mean, the, the AWA, you know, like bad company with Pat Tanaka and Paul diamond. I oh, always man, enjoyed I them. them. Oh man. Oh, I were forgot awesome. about them. So now oh. you you've really got a great tag team division in uh, the NXT. So are you ready to move on?
2: Let's move on, sir. Let's move on.
0: Jeff Spicoli taking on Cassius Ohno. Matt Riddle. Hey, bud. <laughs> Let's party. Taking on Cassius Ohno in a match that um, I didn't like.
2: No, I didn't like it either. I mean, I get that the man used to be MMA, and I understand that he's supposed to be this person bad fighter and he's, you know, he comes from the cage and I just don't really see professional wrestling in this man. I really don't see it. I I see uh, a pale version of Jimmy Superfly Snooker every time that I see him wrestling with no boots on. Uh, I just that's who I see. I mean, he doesn't really do that many high flying maneuvers. He's got that one knee to the face. And that's supposed to be like a big finisher for him. I just don't, he doesn't really draw that. That's not a draw for me.
0: He was huge on the independent circuit. Huge.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: I I think the thing that, I mean, I think he can go, I I enjoy his work in the ring. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, I don't like the persona. I mean, every time he comes to the ring and he's going, Hey bud, what's your problem? I think of mm-hmm. Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Jeff Spicoli yeah. coming, you know, falling out of that van with uh, marijuana smoke <laughs> going everywhere. Danger <laughs> is my business. <laughs> just like I mean, well, I go,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. do you
0: hate party, and I just don't buy it, you know. Uh, I would like or, to see a change in his persona.
2: I would too, but they're not going to change him until they probably get to Raw. Then they'll bury SmackDown. Him. Then they'll yeah, that that's like I just said in the last. Uh, turnbuckle trash. I mean, that's all That's all they do. When you get to the main roster, either SmackDown or Raw, they're going to bury the man and his career is going to be going down faster than Taco Bell Burrito. So, I mean, you know, I just don't see it happening. He just needs to stay where he's at, but that's we all know that's not going to happen. So, who knows? Who knows?
0: Yeah, um, it was uh, Jeff Spicoli. I mean, Matt Riddle uh, winning by a tap out uh, in a match yep. that, I, it, to me, it wasn't takeover worthy. I mean, one you know, of the weakest was, matches you know. I've seen on Takeover.
2: Hey Bud, what's your problem? Yeah, it was. It was. It shouldn't even have happened. They should have found another uh they should have found another opponent for Spicola or they they should have found another one for Riddell, Riddell or whatever his in that last name is. They should have done that. I mean, yeah. those two, they've already been at it once. Why do it again?
0: I think this is the third time they've done it. Yeah.
2: The third time they've uh-huh. done it? Well, once, twice, three times the lady, so they don't need to do it anymore leave it alone and let's get some fresh people in there for both of them to have
0: and then uh the next match on uh, nxt takeover was a heck of a match johnny gargano johnny wrestling taking on ricochet for the north american championship
2: this was
0: a barn burner
2: and it was good it was perfectly matched and i'll be honest with you i did not think that the belt would change hands i figured it would stay where it was but i was surprised that they allowed it but i knew it was going to happen when the tag team titles uh split when they lost that i I had a feeling okay he's he's going to win the north american championship and he did so that was good i mean i liked it but it was it was a it was a match that was back and forth it was creative i liked it and i had no problems with it whatsoever and i'd love to see them do it again maybe they can do it on the big stage in uh wrestlemania
0: yeah, that maybe would be they nice. can do it. Rest- yes, it would. Well, I not like a- the title. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be doing the um, uh, NXT Takeover, WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure that's where it will happen again. That, so. Yep, yeah,
2: that'll happen again. Yeah. So. yeah, we can do it. Yeah, it, it was perfect. It was a good match. I appreciated that one right there. I'd pay money to watch that one more time without no trouble.
0: Yeah, Gargano uh, took the padding from around the ring apron, and he did do a. I think it was a spike huracana outside the ring and then a spiked D D T inside the ring and got um the count. I think that was how he got the title, but he did win. Johnny Wrestling is now uh the uh the North American title holder and that comes into play with the Puppet Master and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. So it was uh it was a dang good match. I really liked it.
2: Oh yeah. Perfectly put together. Excellent storyline. I think NXT is just we talked about this last night how the, they have more time to come up with stories and they have more time to come up with their creative things than anybody else does and now that uh they're bringing in more writers from other organizations let's see maybe they'll do something with nxt i don't think they have to do anything because they don't have any problems with writing no the doing the way they're doing they don't have any problems so
0: Let's move Not on bad. to the, the yes, women's sir. championship match with Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler. Uh, d- defended her title against Bianca Belair and actually won by submission to retain that title. Once again, a well-thought-out match. It was
2: mm-hmm.
1: aggressive.
0: Oh, yeah. It was uh, – you had people interfering. Shayna Blazer, uh, she needs to move up.
2: Yes, yeah, she does. She's um... ready. Yeah, she's ready. I mean, she's already proven herself in the ring, and that match right there just signifies that she is ready to be on Raw or SmackDown. And I'll say this about her. I wouldn't mind seeing her in uh, a match with Becky Lynch at all.
0: Oh, I wouldn't either. Not at all. So Uh, uh,
2: That would would
0: be it. uh, Bianca Belair takes that long hair of hers, and she whips it right into the midsection of uh, Shayna Baszler. And it was so hard that there was a cut on Shayna Baszler's stomach.
2: Holy bleep! I wonder if she was bladed. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if she was bladed.
0: No, I tell you what, when you hear, when you use a whip, and that, yep. that's like a whip. Oh, you yeah. You hear that little crack sound. That's the end of the whip
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: breaking the sound barrier. Holy bleep!
2: Although they never said there's no way the hair could be a weapon. Oh yes it can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You could use it to yeah. choke. You could use it to whip. You could use it to, and yeah, people could use it to, to do a little flip on her too.
2: Looked like a Mortal Kombat uh, finisher or yeah. something like that right there. But uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting when she did that. I was, I, I took about two steps back myself. Like, dang, she bladed her? No, she didn't do that. No wait a minute Uh, so
0: you did have uh interference from the other two uh, four horsewomen of uh, mma marina shafir and jasmine duke
2: Uh, they were part of
0: it and i i was fine with that too
2: well it doesn't remind me of the old four horsemen but the new version of this i mean the four women of professional wrestling now i mean it's nice to see some old things come back and they can hold up their four fingers in honor of the, the true four horsemen, but uh, nothing can ever replace the original. But, yeah, it's good to see some old things come back in style. I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah. And then uh, next on the match was the NXT Championship with, uh, I got to say, my one of my top five right now in all of the of professional wrestling, Tamanca Champa against Aleister Black. Man, what a fight.
2: Well, Champa has has now proven himself from Ring of Honor to WWE, and he's proven that he can he can hold his own. In in Ring of Honor, he was known as the a lunatic and he was a psycho. And now that he's with them, he's now a, a world champion. I mean, they never gave the belt to him in Ring of Honor, but they gave it to him here, and I think he's doing a heck of a job. And I hopefully he gets called up. To the main roster, I think he's a, a the best heel that I've ever seen right now. I like him as a heel. I hope they keep him as one.
0: Yeah, they do. They need to keep him as a, as a heel for quite yes, a long
2: time. Him. Oh uh, yes, he they, is a heel. Yes, he's a heel.
0: The and he uh, plays it
2: well. He oh, plays it well outside the ring too. Oh
0: yeah, and he keep he he. He doesn't break kayfabe on Twitter. You got to admit nope. that. So
2: No, he never. No, not on Twitter. Not on in, no social media. He does not break character uh-huh. whatsoever. I like it. I like so, it too. So yes.
0: But the champion once again to Monta Champa uh, in NXT against uh, Alistair Black, and Alistair Black is one of Zayn's favorite wrestlers, and. Uh, Both of them would appear the next night at uh, the Royal Rumble.
2: You know, it's amazing the way Alistair Black has been turned. I figured he would already be with the main roster by now. I mean, that is an athletic son of a gun. He can get up. He can move. He's got the speed, the charisma, the ring skills. He's got the mic skills. He's got the whole package, but why they haven't called him up, I don't know. But that was a five-star match between both of those individuals. Congratulations to them. They they burned the house down.
0: And then right at the very end, after they went off the air, I don't know if you saw what happened, but you see Johnny Gargano coming out with his North American title, Tamansa Champa with his title, and they kind of look at each other. They kind of say, you know, D- DYI is back. Both of us are champions. Let's kind of Uh, you know, Barry, the hatchet, Mm. which they had that great feud last year. And then Mm. out comes the Velveteen Dream. You also had Ricochet come out, Mm -hmm. Aleister Black, and Johnny Gargano, Ciampa, and the Dream, and Adam Cole, all were out there, and all you know why broke loose. Man, that was a great fight.
2: Yeah, it was, and that's what needed to happen I mean, I think they both looked at each other when they held the titles up, and I figured, okay, this is going to be a story. Maybe they'll put title for title up. It'll be like Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior again. Maybe they'll do title for title, but I doubt that'll happen. I mean, I don't think that they're going to have a person hold two belts in NXT. I I don't think it's ever been done, but uh, maybe maybe this is the beginning of a new storyline for those two
0: okay that's uh, the look back at nxt takeover what we're going to do next we're going to talk about a breaking story that actually broke uh, this morning and we're going to talk about that we're going to do that next right here on turnbuckle trash
1: it's time to take out the trash on turnbuckle trash pro-wrestling from a fan's perspective. This isn't a social event. This is a competition where there's one winner. You don't see the outfit before a fight playing with jacks and juice boxes. No, 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 they talk trash and they beat the crap out of each other. This is Turnbuckle Trash.
2: All right, guys, we're going to be talking about something that has hit the Internet and all of WWE everywhere. It's all over. It's all over every web Facebook page ever. It's called Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has decided or wants to leave the WWE. He said he's tired of it. They offered him a six figure contract and he turned it down. Could this be that he's tired or is he just Fed up with the creative team of the WWE, which I believe that's what it is. I think he's, he's tired of the way that they've been treating him. He doesn't like the angles that he's been in. And the man's done everything in the WWE. He's held the tag team title, the U.S. title, the intercontinental title, the world title. He's a, he's a Grand Slam champion. What more does he have to prove? I think... We have seen the la after WrestleMania. We can see say goodbye to the lunatic fringe, Dean Ambrose. Who knows? Maybe he'll go to AE- AEW. I'm hoping it's
0: not true, but I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I'm not surprised. I mean, he's had a couple of injuries that uh, that have really taken him off all- has put him on the shelf for some time, but can you honestly Don't blame Dean. I mean, you know, when I said this on Facebook this morning on the on the uh, Facebook page, Zane is correct on what he says about the schedule. They don't get no home time hardly. They're always on the road. Uh, People get burned out quickly. But for Ambrose, he's been on the he's been in AAA. He's been in these hardcore matches where he's had a, a a jigsaw blade actually he'd go into his skull mm. i mean the man has tore himself all to pieces he's got more he, even a boy scout per, probably couldn't put him back together again if they tried um i don't know if it's a work i hope it is it's a great storyline yes he doesn't want his contract he's a lunatic he doesn't
0: yeah and i don't or, think i don't think he will be away from professional wrestling i mean you talked no. about uh all elite um he might head back to uh, to ROH. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of people who have uh, went to the WWE and complained a lot about the, the travel schedule. They work literally 300 days out of the 365. Now, that might not mean that they work every night in the ring. They might get a night off or two, but they're not at home, you know. <laughs> and then tra- traveling is hard, man. I don't like traveling.
2: I mean, these guys are not hurting for dollar bills, and they're not hurting for a, another paycheck like the indie circuit is, and where they're basically getting paid peanuts. These men, these men and women are getting paid millions of dollars to put their life on the line, but they got to pay their own travel expenses, and they have to. I mean, if, like Jim Cornette said, I, you don't have to eat at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse every night. I mean, you can go to Wendy's or something like that, or you don't have to stay at the... You know the five-star hotels, but yeah. Some, I mean, Dean Ambrose has got a new wife. I mean, he's how's that going to work out?
0: Who works for the WWE?
2: Yeah, who works for the WWE? I mean, how's this going to work out if he decides to go? Let's say that he does. Let's say that he does go to AEW. How is that going to happen? How are they going to work that out? That's going to be a conflict of interest right there. You got two people in the same. Two married people, and they're one both in different organizations.
0: Uh, let me give you uh, two names. I know
2: you Nick call. Aldis. Oh, uh, Mickey James.
0: Mickey James, yes. Nick Aldis, Mickey, Mickey James, are both mm-hmm. in competing organizations. Yeah, he's and, got the uh, N.W. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I think precedence has been set there. Then I'm going to say one more thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with it at all. Yeah. If. Dean Ambrose comes to All Elite. Where is the big double or nothing going to happen? Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Where does Dean and Renee live? (laughs) Las Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Just going to leave it out there. Kaboom-ba-boom. Yeah, so.
2: Well, I mean, (laughs) where... Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We just found her. She's in Las <laughs> Vegas. So, okay, we okay, put two and two together, ladies and gentlemen, you just came up with the answer.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: that's a great idea. Yeah, it's a heck of a. Yeah, that's good. I okay. never thought about it that way. Wow. Well, but I, I I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe.
0: Yeah, let's take another maybe. quick break, and we'll come back, okay. and we're to talk about the Royal Rumble. You ready for yeah. that? Zane, let's rumble, Zane. Spoilers are coming up, Bubba. It's next All right. on Turnbuckle Trash.
2: Is a dangerous man.
0: One dangerous, dangerous dude. dude. But I was bad to the bone.
1: Bad to the bone. Oh, I'm bad. I'm amazing. why? My plan is no plan. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Chico? The most dangerous person on the internet is... Is one dangerous
0: dude.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, yes, he
0: is. I'm
1: a bad, bad man. I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... I'm Yeah, you're damn right he is.
0: The main event of the evening. Here we go with the royal rumble now i'm gonna i don't know how many other people notice this right at the very beginning of the royal rumble when they're going around showing some of the other uh languages that it's being broadcast in and Mm -hmm. i don't know uh which announce team did it because i just didn't write it down but he did say are you ready to rumble which is a copyrighted uh thing yeah Oh a, yeah! Woo! I bet somebody's gonna get talked to. So,
2: oh yeah, big time. Yeah, so big
0: time. Well, uh, let's go to the um, the uh, pre-show, which the kickoff show. Uh, of course, they have all the two hours of basically nothing. Uh, they have mm-hmm. a couple of matches in there. Uh, for some reason, they had the Authors of Pain with Razar and the Revival's Scott Dawson taking mm-hmm. on uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable uh uh uh
2: uh 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 why i didn't get um i'll tell you what i thought of it it was a glorious bomb it was a glorious bomb even the cameraman couldn't keep keep up with it he got tossed down real quick when bobby Roode was doing his two step country two step i guess he knocked down the cameraman uh, I thought it was a waste of time and a waste of talent for those two, to, those four individuals to be in the ring. It wasn't a real good match. It was a sleeper. So, no, I didn't really care for it. They should have had another another kind of a match other than that. Yeah. That
0: would
2: maybe, have been a better one.
0: Maybe having a four-corner tag match would have been awesome.
2: Oh, that a four-corner tag awesome. match would have been, yeah, it would have been. But yeah. uh, they don't want to do something like that and bring in a crowd. <laughs> So
0: they don't want to sell t shirts. They don't want to sell the concessions. They don't want to no, do they, that.
2: No, they don't want to sell t shirts. They want to take t shirts off of kids and say AEW on it or something. They
0: did that, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, was this uh as they were going into the arena, they took away an AEW shirt?
2: They took away an AEW shirt from a child because he was in the front row and they I guess the camera panned on him and then uh he they were asking him to remove it, and he did. He removed it. I mean, I guess the parents weren't too happy that they had to have been. remove a shirt that you paid your money for. Uh-huh. So what does it matter if someone brings in a, a shirt? What does it matter? It doesn't. I don't. So,
0: Hey, well, uh-huh. on that kind of line, I watched NXT TakeOver. I watched the Royal Rumble, and I watched mm-hmm. last night uh, from Phoenix again on Monday Night Raw. And right there in the front row, you can see on all three nights in the front row facing the camera, there's a dude, an older lady, probably my age, and in the middle of them, there's a girl that wears a baseball cap with bright red hair. They Mm -hmm. were front row all three nights. Them people had some money.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was also a guy sitting in the front row that looked like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I saw that.
0: He looked a lot like the Hulkster, didn't he?
2: Everybody looks like Hogan these days if you have a bad back and your 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 arms are sagging down to your knees. So. Everybody's hey,
0: like, oh, you saw that. a recent I'm... picture of me, didn't you?
2: Uh, no, no, sir, I didn't. <laughs> not a sir. Uh, Gee, I don't look. You Go don't ahead. look much better, do you? <laughs> not today I don't. No, yeah. not. not today.
0: Uh, we had the U.S. title uh, match, which would come into play later in the evening. It was Rusev Day taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Not a bad match, not a great one.
2: No, not a bad match at all. Not the greatest in the whole world either. But uh, what do you expect when they, they don't want to uh, lose Shinsuke Nakamura because he's been very, very animate about, not being too happy with the way wwe's been using him lately which can you blame him i mean he was a champion and now he's mid card this man was a was a a world champion you don't treat him he was almost like a a a, a demigod over in in japan the man was worshipped and now he's almost like a a toilet bowl brush to us he's not doing anything except for sitting there waiting for his time no i didn't like it I, i thought why do this and change Rusev day? I mean, I,
0: well, they, I didn't like it. I I wasn't thrilled with it, but part of that storyline was Lana accusing Nakamura mm -hmm. of cheating. (laughs) Like that never happens in professional wrestling. And uh, then Rusev actually runs into Lana and she re injures her ankle. Nakamura (sighs) takes advantage. And now the United States of Nakamura
2: it is mm-hmm. Jinsuke,
0: now, the U.S. champion again.
2: Two-time U.S. champion, which that's fine. I mean, he needs the belt around that waist, and that's great. I mean, maybe, maybe we're seeing the last of Rusev. I don't know. His his time is his time is growing very thin with the WWE right now, I mean, yeah. he's not been happy lately. But yeah, we shall see how Rusev Day handles.
0: Cruiserweight champion uh, was good from two o five live. The champ, Buddy Murphy. Uh, defended against Kalisto, Tommy,
2: and Tozawa
0: mm-hmm. in a four-way, a fatal four-way match. And uh, this one was a barn burner. They uh, Some of these cruiserweights are so much fun to watch.
2: Yeah, they are. They're high flyers. That's what I like about, I mean, uh, it's almost like the Lucha Libre uh, fighting style. I love watching those guys, and they can get up there, do those acrobats in the air, and it reminds me of uh, Ultraman, the Japanese version. <laughs> if any of you old school people know what I'm talking about, I mean, I'm not old enough to remember, but I do remember some of the older ones. Ultraman, yes. But yeah, it was good. I mean, I was surprised that uh, who had won it. I mean, Buddy Murphy defeats all three other gentlemen and retains his title. It was good to see. I mean, I'm glad that they're not changing titles left and right in the cruiserweight division, and they need to bring some more people in. But it was a great match, high flying, and it was not a one sided. It was all four individuals actually getting in there and mixing it up, and it yeah. was a real good match. Real good match.
0: Murphy is the real deal. He's from Australia. We talked about Australian wrestlers, and I remember Corey Graves. I can't remember if it was later in the Rumble or another uh, portion. <coughs> He was talking about uh, Buddy Murphy and saying, hey, that dude looks more like 225 than 205. He is <laughs> built, I mean, and he can go. He's a lot of fun to watch. So,
2: Yeah, he is. Yeah, It's amazing how these guys can, I mean, I, I give them all the credit in the world. These boys put their lives on the line. The littlest slip, we all know what can happen.
0: So now we get to the main portion of the program. The main show starts uh with a barn burner Becky Lynch against Asuka I thought was one of the best if not the best matches of the entire night uh what yeah. did you think
2: Oh my gosh those two tore it up I really didn't I I really thought that uh, Asuka would not put on a real good match that night because I mean let, let's face it Asuka's in-ring work is okay. It's not the greatest in the world. I I,
0: I'll disagree with you on that. I really like okay. Oscar. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, huh. um, that, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that you like her. I mean, some of her stuff is good and some of it is it's okay. Uh-huh. Uh, they've made her out to be this anime uh, anime fighter. I don't know what they're trying to do. There. But Becky, I'll give Becky this. She has gone from the bottom of the barrel to the very top. And she's done it herself. And I'll give the woman credit. She has made herself into the woman's version of Stone Cold Steve-Off. I said it once. I'll say it again.
0: Yes. That, that's a great analysis there. Oscar um, did win the match. Yes, I think she did. I told you in the other segment, I'll say it again. Uh, after Asuka won, which I was kind of surprised, but not surprised, because I was going, they need Becky Lynch in that uh in that entire uh, uh Royal Rumble. And I wrote down, uh Becky's coming back in the rumble and we'll win it. Uh and that's exactly what happened later on. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Uh I think Zayn probably liked this next match a little bit more than we did, or at least me. Uh and I love the Miz. I love the Miz. But he and Shane McMahon taking on the bar which, uh, was it, I mean, I want to, I want to read you this from the bleacher report. Okay. Uh, the bleacher report said this and the storyline that no one ever asked to be continued. This was a so, so match, thanks to the work of Seamus Cesaro and the Miz that was never intended to put any of them over. Instead, it was another showcase for a McMahon family member whose best days were 20 years ago. That's from the Bleacher Report. Uh-huh. <laughs> they came right down on it, didn't they?
2: Yes, it did. I agree. But I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly because that's what the McMahon family does. But I will give it to Shane. He gives 100% into the ring in his performance but like i said in our podcast how much longer father times undefeated how much longer can he do that he can't much i mean those coast to coast and jumping off the ring into the into the announcer table how many times are we going to have to see you get hurt and your kids are going ooh <laughs> Is dad going to be able to walk in about two or three more years, people? Is my wow. inheritance coming early? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'll make you a bet every time that he jumps from coast to when he does that coast to coast, his life insurance policy goes up $1 million. <laughs> It has to. There was,
0: mean, there was also a holy bleep moment in that, this match, too, mm-hmm. when uh, McMahon was uh, setting up to do his coast to coast. And he has uh, Seamus and Cesaro in the corner. And Seamus, not Seamus, Cesaro gets up, catches Shane McMahon in midair, and starts doing that Cesaro swing.
2: Oh, yes. That was perfect. That was perfect.
0: I watched it again. Mm -hmm. I counted 23 times. That's by my count. Could be a little more. Could be a little less.
2: (laughs) Well... I I it could have yeah, well the Cesaro swing is always interesting to watch. But let me let me throw a little uh monkey monkey wrench into the works here. Don't you think that after <coughs> Shane McMahon and the Miz lose the tag team belts and this is just a story that could happen. Don't you think the Miz will go after the best in the world title?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's um definitely what's going to happen
2: yes because i think that's what's going to happen i mean he's gonna he'll he'll blame mcmahon for everything and then he'll say let's see who is the best in the world and then and they'll set that up for wrestlemania Mm. they'll lose the tag team titles at fast lane then they'll set the match up for wrestlemania
0: and that might have been the whole story idea when they did that stupid little tournament and um Oh, it was mm-hmm. such a setup. It was it, that was one of the worst storylines of the year as far as I was concerned. Yes, it was. But I think you've got a, a, a really good handle on what's gonna happen with this.
2: Oh yeah, I I see it. The the writing is on the wall. I, I see it like that because yeah, we're best friends and blah blah blah. But I we know what Miz wants. <laughs> uh-huh. Come on now, little devil.
1: <laughs> you, want that, you little
2: devil you want that you want that little trophy you want that you want that participation trophy that's what you want that's right so you want the participation yeah okay. it, was, it was okay go ahead it was
0: okay I, I let's move on to the royal rumble match the women's royal rumble which we talked about something that happened in the pre-show that was going to be uh, coming up uh in this one so the women's Royal Rumble match uh, cuts off with Lacey Evans, who is a going to be a big star. She starts oh, off yes. at number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Natalia enters and did a great job. Natty, oh, Natty is such a pro. She made all those women look so good in the ring and some of the spots she was going through. I love Natty. You're a pro, and that's the best thing I can say about you. So, And that's a compliment, by the way. So Yes,
2: she yeah, she she's very good at what she does, and she puts over people, so well. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, she does. She,
2: she just she does. Go right ahead.
0: The first ahead. woman eliminated was Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh, that was uh, getting Corey Graves all, uh, all hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. And uh, Nikki Cross comes in at number eight. Man, she the crowd loves Nikki Cross. She got oh, that yeah, crazy baby. persona going down. That they were going crazy for her.
2: I like a little. I like a crazy woman every now and then. I married two of them before, so what's the third <laughs> one to heaven, So let's see what happens.
0: So. <laughs> oh. oh, Charlotte Flair uh, comes mm-hmm. in at number thirteen. She mm-hmm. flattens Evans with a suplex, and then they both got up and they really got into each other' faces. Uh, Maria Canales entered in at number fifteen. I thought that was a real, real low point of the match. I really did. I, I mean, yeah, I love Maria, but I didn't like. The way they used her, own. so oh well. Um, Candice LeRae came in from uh, uh, NXT. Uh, let's see, uh, American Ninja Warrior contestant Casey Cottonjaro. We talked about her. She did a great job.
2: Yes, she did. I was in, I was impressed with her. And
0: mm. uh, then I think the segment you probably enjoyed the most, Selena Vega, comes out. Then she goes under the ring making uh, and, popping her head out every once in a while
2: <laughs> yeah and then that, then here comes our favorite little our favorite little lucky charm that comes out as well which we all everybody the crowd popped when they saw him and i know that he's having a blast it's hornswoggle <laughs> uh that was that was that was my i loved it when i saw hornswoggle come out i figured it's great that's perfect right there and he's he would do what i do i mean a little midget like me going after beautiful women sure no problem
0: well, no problem at all
2: <laughs> yeah, no problem at all i mean give me a lucky charms hat and a, and a box of, of uh, cereal and let's see what happens
0: you must be fun on saint patrick's day huh
2: oh i'm a blast on saint patrick's day everybody says oh do we found me lucky charms
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one that impressed me a whole lot and i had never seen her before was from NXT UK the Women's Championship, uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, <laughs> this girl can go, man! She can flat go. She, uh, oh yeah, yeah. She's she's big. She's huge. She's an Amazon, and that I mean yeah, that in a won. good term. I don't mean that in a bad, a derogatory term at no, all. No, no, she was huge. She's beautiful, and yeah, yep. she did a great job. I was really impressed
2: with her wait till she really gets involved. Maybe she can come into the main roster one day and maybe she can stir things up for the women's title. It's very doubtful if they keep her with NXT. I don't know how long they're going to do that with yeah. me. but uh, who, knows? Yeah. who knows?
0: A very impressive yep. debut for me. Anyway, I'd never seen her before. I was really yeah. impressed. So uh, let's go uh, up to the, uh, the finish because okay. you, towards the finish, you had uh, Lana coming out limping terribly and she could. She was trying because she injured her ankle. And mm-hmm. Rusev wasn't there to soothe her owie. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, then, as they get a couple more competitors coming in, here comes Becky Lynch. Uh, and she says she'll take her place as the final competitor.
1: Becky Ooh, yes. Lynch.
0: Remember what I said earlier in the podcast? Oh. Yep. 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 Here I comes Becky. It.
2: Who was the guy that said... For her that she can go into the ring. Who was this guy?
0: That was Fit Finley. I didn't recognize him. Yeah, his his hair has gotten a lot grayer. He's put on a few pounds.
2: Mm. Hornswoggle's father. <laughs>
0: That's right.
2: Hornswoggle's daddy. Yep. Well, Horn... I'll be darned. Right. I did not recognize him. Yeah. Huh. Rats.
0: But uh, it was Becky Lynch winning the 2019 mm. Royal Rumble. She showed yep. up on Monday Night Raw last night and says she oh, will Lord. face... Uh, Ronda Rousey. There will be well, changes that, in this. There will be changes in this.
2: Oh yeah, they'll be changing in it big time. I can already tell you that right now. Now they're going to have it at WrestleMania, so let's see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be. Hopefully, nothing will happen this time where Becky doesn't get her nose plastered across her face.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was disappointing, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was big time, big time. Now but, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the
0: pundits. On the internet, the Bleacher Report, CBS, and uh, I think SI all said that the next match with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles disappointed them. I didn't disappoint me at all.
2: It was good, except for the last bit of it. I really didn't like the way they did it. At that part, I didn't like the Rowan Rowan coming back in like that. I, I didn't care for that. But it was a surprise that Rowan showed his face yeah. um, that he made his little surprise return. But it was a back-and-forth match. I mean, those two are good in the ring They get good chemistry in the ring together. I mean, I had no problem with it. But like I said, the last of it with him, they could have done out, done without that. They could have really done without that. Uh, to I me, liked it. I liked it. Okay, cool. I liked Great. it. The biggest thing I have a problem with right now is the way – it's just the way that they had the match and they did all that. But let's see what Daniel Bryan's going to do. He's a little vegan son-of-a-gun him. Did you see his little uh, interview that he did? And he was he was talking about how they're, they, the WWE doesn't care about you. All they care about is money and the clothing and the merchandise. And he's, he's talking bad about them. I mean, it, it, we all know it's a work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, wow, I'm, they're giving him free reign to do all that. That's pretty cool. And they sh-
0: Okay, the universal title match was up next. With the uh, the ordinary man that does extraordinary things, Finn Balor, against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I yep, am that's... so mm-hmm. tired
2: mm-hmm. of yep. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I think we all are tired of hearing that name every day. And uh, I really... <sighs> Why didn't you do the Demon King? Why? They should have done the Demon King. Hey, but they I'll didn't. give them one thing.
0: I'll give them one uh-huh. thing. It wasn't a complete total squash.
2: No, it wasn't. But as soon as that Camorra lock went in, uh, to the to the last of the match, as soon as he had the, he got that Camorra lock in, I already said, it's over. Yeah. It's over. But,
0: you know, when but, uh, Brock Lesnar hit that corner of that table...
2: Ooh, that mm-hmm. looked like a hurt. <laughs> oh, I think he bruised. I think he's going to have a nice little bruise that morning when he woke up and thinking, well, that was a great idea. <laughs> Next time, let's just hit the. I might as well just go ahead and get run over by a car. But, yeah, it was a great match. I mean, Finn Balor can – I mean, he can room with anybody. And, but, like I said, I would have loved to have seen Finn Balor hold that Universal title one more time. He needed to – They that would be better today. Let, let, let Finn hat. why give it back to you? it just makes no sense. It doesn't make any money sense to keep Brock as the champ. Makes no sense. Nope. None. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> makes no sense. Not a sense.
0: And, and it's not that, once again, I will say it's not personal. When I'm mm-hmm. talking Brock Lesnar, I've got all the great deal of respect for the man, but I'm just tired of the stick. I mean, it just drives me nuts. I was going to move on to the uh, men's Royal Rumble match, which started mm-hmm. off with something that you were asking me about right before we started, uh, mm-hmm. with Elias in the ring, and out comes Double J, oh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh man, wow,
2: yeah, that right there—I think the passing of the torch between Double J and Elias has happened. Um, I, I, I like Double J. I like Jeff Jarrett. I think. Ever since his Memphis days, he was and still is, you know, one of the best of almost one of the greatest of all time. He is. And I think last that night the torch was passed for, from Double J to Elias, the, the, the lighter version of The Undertaker to, you know, the heavier version of The Undertaker to walk the top rope. So, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I just don't like the way that you, I mean, what was the point of Jeff actually doing that? I mean, was it for comedy?
0: No, it was to put Elias yeah, over. It's
2: over. Yeah. Well, And then
0: on Monday night raw, they bring out the road dog. Oh yeah. And yeah. then they, and, uh, uh, Elias, uh, bust up road dog and double J both. Now, oh, yeah. the question mm-hmm. is, is Elias now going to go back to his heel mode? Or is he still gonna yeah, be a face?
2: I think uh no, he'll 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 turn yeah, he'll he'll go back to heel. After doing that to both him and Road Dog, yeah, he he's he's turned heel. Big time. Big time. It's over with. I mean, I don't like Elias as the face anyways. Why have he met? He's better off like he was. So I mm. uh, like that.
0: Yeah, later in the match a little comedy. As Big E takes uh, uh, one of the uh, Sing Brothers, I like to call them Liddy and Squiggy, uh, mm-hmm. saloon sing, and Corey Graves described what happened next as Big E fed underwear pancakes to sing. I liked it. I thought it was funny.
2: Yeah, it was. It uh-huh. was good. It was good. I liked that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the stuff they come up with these days. I mean, uh-huh. Wow. Mm. Memphis wrestling, please come back. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Titus O'Neil came back into the ring, but did not slip. And he made a, a lot of yeah. reference to the, uh, the rumble fumble as it's being called.
2: And, rumble uh, fumble. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose ends at uh, number 14, just going mm-hmm. through some of the, uh, the, the biggies at this time, Xavier Woods comes in at a number 17, yep. uh, and, uh, Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier were eliminated uh, not too long afterwards. Mm -hmm. Alistair Black came in made a really good showing for himself. Yes, he did. He he defeated Dean Ambrose.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh That was good, too. I thought it was interesting that maybe they're going to get something started between them two, but uh, we all know that Dean is on uh, thin ice. so Let's see what happens. Hopefully... I mean, the Royal Rumble, it lived up to the hype. It was good. Yeah. They just didn't have a lot of new or older people come in like they used to. There's always a surprise.
0: Yeah, that's, that's always what is, a surprise. That's what always, uh, I, I was always waiting for somebody to just come in from another um, organization yeah. or a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Not Jeff Jarrett. No... I mean, it wasn't that big. I mean, Jeff Jarrett was there, but it wasn't that big of a deal. There was nothing there. I guess the only other real surprise was when Nia yon Jacks comes in, and uh, she had to be uh, eliminated by, mm-hmm. um, I think it was three people that eliminated her. Uh, and then Braun Strowman was eliminated, and... Seth freaking Rollins. Rollins
2: wins the, like we didn't see that coming oh, a mile no, away. Oh, no, 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 I mean, it, a, a blind stuck in the basement, Stevie Wonder could see that Seth Rollins was going to win the Royal
0: Rumble. Yeah.
2: That so was easy. I was hoping yeah, it was, was going to
0: be Drew McIntyre. They
2: well, made, you know what? Yeah. I, I would have rather have seen Drew win the, the Royal Rumble than Seth. Yeah. Because we know what's going to happen. He's going to go to a, WrestleMania and have his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, and he deal. did point at the sign on Monday Night Raw. No. And, uh... I mean, yeah, every every time, ladies, all turnbuckle trash heads, every time that they point at the sign, take a drink or die at Mountain Dew.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: mix it with whatever you want to mix it. <laughs> mix
2: it with whatever. But every time people start pointing at the sign, yeah. Uh, start drinking because that's how the drinking game begins. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have one question for WrestleMania shall we hear a gong
0: i hope not and
2: i hope not either because i don't want to see him <laughs> i don't want to see him this year uh that's that's the first thing that came into my mind now that we have Seth Rollins as the new royal rumble winner could the undertaker make his can the undertaker go back to wrestlemania one more time no,
0: there's no reason no. to. No reason. There's
2: no to. reason. Uh, go away, retire, please. Um, unless Alistair Black calls him out. But that was the Royal Rumble. It was a good show. I gave it uh, two stars. Well, two and a half stars. I'll give it two and a half stars. It was good, but it could have. It could have been more. Could have been more.
1: Yeah.
2: I loved it when Nia Jax, uh was RKO'd. Yeah, that was that was good but uh a lot of people didn't like that she's in the
0: ring she can take it
2: she could take it she Uh took it but she gave her own too i mean she was good but with nia Jax, after all the controversy that she says that with the wwe i'm surprised that she has stayed as long as she has that's that was basically all and i enjoyed every last bit of it i'm hoping uh what's the next paper the fast lane Zane, Zane if you heard this now. <laughs> <Zane. laughs> we done
0: spoiled your dinner, didn't we so? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and remember you can hear us now on uh our- mm-hmm. net. There's a link on my uh my radio station webpage, not my page, the radio station that I work for. There's a link to Trash, and uh that is cool1039.com. Join us on Facebook, Twitter and more. We always have a lot of fun. Remember, it is our opinions mm-hmm. from a fan's perspective.
1: We love Yes, that. it is. Yeah. All right. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that? A flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, well, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod.
0: Dummy! Yeah!
1: Thanks for listening, and in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh,
2: Why? Remember what I said earlier on the podcast? You can make three sandwiches and have a shower by the time they get to the rain. We can rebuild him. him. We
1: have the technology. Brock Lesnar. I mean, that guy is a big dude. I am so
0: tired Mm -hmm. of Brock Lesnar. Underwear pancake.
2: I like a little, I like a crazy woman every now and then. I married two of them.